Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here as always with Robert Peak. Hello. Our goal in these podcasts is to help you to realize the promise of the GTD methodology, which is that you get more of the right things done in less time and with less stress. And and our our conversations over the many, many years that we've been doing this and with the various guests that we've had on has really had that in mind. How can we help you to, to um, yes, be more productive, yes, be more effective and efficient, but do that in ways which um, ensure that you have the right kind of balance in your life and that when you want to shut off from your professional responsibilities or from the world in general, that you're able to do that. So that's what our goal is. Uh, and Robert, as you and I were, were talking just before you hit record here, um, we were talking about what we talk about today, as we generally do in preparation of these sessions. And uh, and what we were talking about was was uh, calendar uh, use and abuse, I think was the tagline we came up with. Um, and I think it's timely, right? I think there, the, the, the new year, with the new year come a lot of people thinking about, well, you know, how can I use my system differently? How can I use the elements of my, my organizational tools? How can I use them maybe differently and more effectively? Um, what are your initial thoughts about, you know, what, what do you see out there in the world in terms of the, the clients that you're working with and your, your colleagues, I suppose, in your own practice in terms of things that work well, things that don't, don't work well? What's your, uh, what's your perspective on this? Yeah, well, I think um, one of the things I've noticed or come to realize over the years is that for so many people, the calendar is their very first trusted system. It's the very first place where they realize that externalizing and structuring this element of their life called what happens in time um, is necessary, is absolutely critical. You know, I, I joke, you don't have 365 slots in your head, you know, times 24 hours, uh, times however many years you're going to be around um, to keep all this stuff. So, so it's a real realization that, oh, wow, the calendar really works for time-based stuff as long as I engage with it appropriately. So all of the or a lot of the principles that we teach in relation to lists apply or or can be derived out of your existing habits with calendar. Um, but I think part of the reason we wanted to talk about use and abuse, right, is that um, as a result, I think as a direct consequence of this being the first system where you have established rituals and habits of looking forward and backward in it, of reviewing it each day, uh, of being in and out of calendar in relation to, to email as well, um, as a result, people can over-rely on the calendar um, or rely on the calendar uh, in ways that actually it might've been more helpful to have it on a list or on both. Um, so just at a high level, um, I think it's important to realize that the calendar for many people got you here uh, to, to you know, being interested in the GTD methodology, but it won't necessarily get you there from here. You can't, can't get there from here as the, as the expression goes. Um, if you know, if you really want to build out a much more robust and comprehensive inventory of your commitments, if you really want to, as you said in the opening, I love that, uh, realize more of the promise of GTD and and what's possible. So that's that's my just my framing my my lead out thought on it. Um, what what about you, Todd? You've you've seen a lot uh, as well in terms of people using using and abusing. Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd echo what you said about the fact that there is an awful lot. I, I think based on what you've said that people, it's the first organizational tool that most people have, right? I mean, I think back to my own 
to my own, um, that, you know, like to my, my days in education, my university days. And I, and I think, yeah, I had a calendar back in those days. It was a paper calendar, but I had a calendar before I had really anything else. Right. And then as time goes by, I think a lot of people then, uh, uh, of course, supplement that with certain, you know, kinds of lists and things, but, but the calendar for everybody is a core is really a core element. And so, uh, yeah, I've seen an awful lot of people use the calendar to hold on to information, which is really not not optimal uh, in the sense that, you know, what's, what's a calendar good at? A calendar is good at reminding you about time-based things, right? Things that are, things that are important at a particular um, point in time. And I think for a lot of people where the lines get blurred is that because, as you've implied there, because they trust their calendar, they know that their calendar is a trusted source of information and they sort of, um, they sort of explode that idea and they say, well, okay, if, if that's the case, if, if I have this sort of sense of trust of my calendar, then I can use it for all kinds of things, right? Not just time-based reminders, but also all kinds of other things as well. So yeah, these, these three things that I need to do that, you know, they're not particularly time sensitive. They're just three things I need to do. I keep them in my calendar. Why? Well, you know, I'm going to look at my calendar. So if I put them there, then I, then I won't lose them sort of goes the, the basic mindset. But of course, the problem with that is at scale, right? If you really start to lean on your calendar as the as the location for not just your time-based reminders, but also, you know, some some other sets of reminders that aren't particularly time sensitive, then the problem is that you get reminded about things when it's not helpful. And of course, that's not, you know, that's one of the big no-nos, right? In GTD is ideally we want to be reminded reminded about things when it's helpful. I'm getting ready to go into a meeting with the boss. In that moment, what do I want to be reminded about? The things I need to talk to the boss about, or maybe the things I'm waiting for the boss to do for me, right? So, so the 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 point of um, you know the the point of reminding corresponds to the time at which that information is most valuable to me. Right. And if you're storing lots of miscellaneous things in your calendar, then you're being reminded when it's not helpful. Right. You see, you've blocked out 30 minutes with these three things you need to do. You open that up, you realize, well, no, not on whatever basis. That's not really the right thing for me right now. Those are not the right things for me to focus on right now. You close it. Maybe you drag that half hour time entry into the next day or into the day after that. You look at it at that point and then you'll open it up and you'll go, well, is now the time? Well, no, maybe not. Right. So, so again, I think it's a, and we're talking black belt stuff here, right? We're talking, you know, what's your goal? If your goal is, yeah, I really want to be as, as, um, effective and efficient as possible, then I'm going to want to drive those kinds of things out of my life. I don't want to be reminded about things when it's not helpful. So yeah, I th I'm with you. I think there's a lot of it out there and there are a lot of people who are using their calendars in, in, in less than helpful ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as you say, there's a risk of being reminded of, um, things when it's not helpful or appropriate. I've, I've seen an even greater, um, risk or danger or, or, um, suboptimal behavior in that by forcing things that don't have to be time-based into time-based slots, people then actually hold themselves to that as though that's a really uh, a hard commitment rather than a kind of want to level commitment. Um, and suddenly you're, you're greatly decreasing your flexibility overall right? by pretending something has to be done at a certain time that doesn't necessarily have to be done at a certain time. Um, you're, you're, 
you're disciplining yourself, but in a way that's almost like, you know, not, not necessary, right? It's almost like doing bad yoga poses, right? <laughs> you know, you're, you're flexing the wrong, you know, yes, you're holding the pose, you're being very disciplined, but that's actually not good for you, not good for your body, right? So you're expending energy in, in ways that are, um, that are less, less uh, flexible and responsive to changing, changing circumstances. And of course, the reason people do this, just as you said, Todd, is that uh, they trust that they'll look at it at least, right? So with GTD, I think um, one of the keys is creating the habit of really being able to be in touch with your lists effectively, just as you are with your calendar, so that you can trust uh, that you don't have to make non-time-specific things time-specific, um, either as an annoyance or as a sub-optimization, potentially, of, of what, you're, what you're doing when, um, in order to know that you're going to catch that stuff, in order to know that you're going to give it, as we, as we say, appropriate attention, which is one of the fundamental goals. One of the biggest promises, I think, of GTD, as you put it, is that you can give appropriate attention to the right things at the right, at the right time. Um, so, you know, not all next actions are time-based, right? Uh, some next actions are, however, right? I need to just put in some concerted time and do a couple hours of thinking about this thing before the meeting and it needs to happen on Thursday. Great, calendar's designed for that as well as for meetings and for other reminders. Um, and projects are not deadlines. I think this is another one people really fall into as a trap. The project itself, the project outcome, um, is something that you could always accomplish before the deadline. So by its very nature, representing a deadline in the calendar usually is insufficient, right? Um, usually what most people that are really wanting to optimize what they're doing uh, will do is create a comp more comprehensive project list. And then some next actions may be calendar-based, some next actions may not. Uh, you may also want you know, to set up intermediary re reminders you know, or even milestones. That's that's perfectly fine to track, you know, in a, in a time-based way. Uh, but projects are not deadlines, and not all next actions are are appropriately time-based. I think those are two of the big ones that I see I see people getting tripped up on. But I also want to talk about calendar use rather than just abuse too. So, you know, what does belong on a calendar? What is appropriate? Um, how do you use your calendar effectively, Todd? How, what what are what are some of the the ways you found that the calendar really works for you in concert with GTD, right? Not just as your only tool, but as, as part of a bigger system. Yeah. I think um, my own practice, I think broadly, um, you know, aligns with what we recommend. Right. And then that is that um, there are three types of things in my calendar. If you look at my calendar, there are what we call um time-specific actions, things I need to do on a particular day at a particular time. This session with you is a good example of this, right? So I have in my calendar this morning, nine o'clock, right? Uh, record the, the podcast with Robert. So that's an example of something that happens on a particular day at a particular time. Um, the second sort of type of thing that you'll find in my calendar is day-specific actions, right? So things that need to happen on a particular day, but at any time on that day. And these these tend to have the flavor of, you know, I've made a commitment to somebody to do something on a particular day. It doesn't have to happen at any particular time. You know, I, I, I said to the, you know, I said to one of one of our colleagues in the Associates Network, listen, I'll give you a call on Monday about that. 
right? Monday any time is fine. It doesn't have to particular, you know, be at a particular time, but Monday is, is the commitment that I've made. So I want to make sure that that information is available to me in my calendar, those day-specific actions. And then the third family of things, and this is where I think there's a little bit of overlap with what you were just talking about, is what we call day-specific information. And day-specific information, it, it's sort of like day-specific reference. What, what do I want to be reminded about on that day, right? Not particularly actionable stuff, right? Might inspire some action, but it's just information about, about things that are uh, relevant to that day. So um, a good example of that, uh, very, you know, very common example of that would be people's birthdays. Right. It's it's if there's somebody in your life that you want to celebrate their birthday in the form of a uh, a card or a party or a bottle of something or whatever, uh, then then having something in your calendar that reminds you that 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 date is coming up is not a bad idea. Um, thinking about it, though, in terms of how it overlaps with what you're talking about earlier. Another thing, another very common form of day specific information, which I think is is um, something that everybody is interested in is, hey, what's due today? What do I need to get done by today, right? Now, and, and and that's, it's not the same as I need to do this at a particular time, right? It's just, hey, I've made a commitment that this gets done by by today. I was, I was, uh, you know, on a, on a phone call with a client or on a, on a, you know, a Zoom call with a client, I made a commitment to send them the proposal by the end of the week. Okay. I want to make sure that I hit that deadline. So this, so this sort of day specific information, I think includes in many cases, those kinds of things. And I absolutely, you know, it's funny when I think one of the things that happens in our, in our seminars and in the work that we do is when we introduce these ideas of, these these non-calendar lists, if you will, right? So all of these other lists, some people get quite nervous because what they say is, well, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that nothing's going to go on my calendar. Very few things are going to go on my calendar and everything's going to go on my lists and therefore I'm going to start to forget things, right? And so I think it's really, and, and of course we do do reassure people, that's absolutely not the case, right? GTD is is hugely practical in all kinds of ways. And if it... And if it were falling down in its ability, if your system were falling down in its ability to remind you about things like due dates, then we'd have a big problem, right? So, so yeah, a, a good organizational system will definitely have some sort of an ability in the calendar to, uh, to let you know when things are due. Pretty important. People people like to converge on agreed agreed dates, and you know the question who will do what or often who will do what by when is a great question to ask uh, in 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 meetings and other things although people can also artificially use deadlines to try and force the issue if they don't have other ways of more asynchronously tracking tracking progress um so yeah absolutely agree that those uh day specific reminders to me i think of them broadly in two camps stuff i might want to know which is sort of optional um, you know, and uh, and stuff that's um, that's uh, giving me important information uh, in the lead up to it about what I might really want to do in advance of that day. Right? Susie's out on Thursday, nothing to prepare for. Mom's birthday might be something to prepare for, or a deadline is in a way just a day specific reminder, but in relation to a particular project that's already active as a commitment for you. Uh, so one of the things I do to differentiate between so this is just my personal quirk between um, the more optional type stuff that might be a reminder 
and the more actionable type stuff that might be like a reminder of a deadline or something actionable or might be day specific activity for that day something i need to do that day or by that day uh is just use the question mark you know so often uh you know um you know how's it going with such and such question mark you know would be just hey i want to check in with myself on this date about this thing uh, whereas you know such and such is due, there's no question mark on the end of that. That tells me that this is a this is a deadline. Or do your Friday report. That tells me it needs to be done. Versus do your Friday report question mark means Friday reports are optional. You know, do you want to do one today? You want to do one this Friday or not? Um, so that little that just little thing, and you can use color codes and you can use all kinds of different things to to differentiate. But to me, it's been important in the calendar to be able to distinguish between. I'm telling myself something actionable is going on here at the top of the calendar in the all-day area versus uh, this is inf just information for me at the top of the calendar, kind of the all-day area. Um, but I do do a lot of that with the calendar of, of checking in. Um, I like this approach for really long-term or big projects of, uh, of sort of chunking it down, which is something we do with goals and vision, right? That cascading approach for, for much longer-term stuff. But even something, let's say a project six months out, I may have, you know, the project six months out as a deadline. Um, and then I kind of cut it back and I go, okay, well, three months from now, where should I be to be on pace? And so I may just put in a, a reminder to self saying, how's it going with X, Y, Z? And in the notes field on pace looks like you've completed these three or four things. So I don't have to, I can do the all thing, the whole thing at the very last minute in theory, um, but giving myself some kind of structure like that sometimes really helps. And then, you know, maybe a quarter of the way through, you know, so have it and have it again and, you know, just kind of uh, check in with myself progressively less frequently leading up to it uh, with what I think on track might look like. And I've done that a few times for, for bigger projects. And I find that differentiation between here's information about generally where I think I should be versus, hey, here's the hard stop where it really needs to all come together. Um, it's just been useful for me, just been useful for me to distinguish. I don't know. Uh, what about you, Todd? Other, you know, other thoughts on good, good, bad, and ugly for yourself or others that you've, you've seen out there a la our friend that came Yeah, do you know, it's funny, just as you, were, as you were saying that, I was, I was reflecting on something that I heard over the holiday period, just the last couple of weeks with, um, uh, there was an interview that was being done by, um, uh, by, by Tim Harford, and some of you who are the uh, regular listeners to our podcast will be aware that uh, that Tim has done some very kindly done some work for us over the years in terms of you know, being interviewed with David Allen and some other things. But um, Tim Tim is doing something on the BBC which is called uh, How to Vaccinate the World, and he was interviewing Bill Gates, and and Bill Gates was talking interestingly about his own evolution. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't specifically a a program about efficiency or effectiveness or anything like that. But one of the things that that Bill Gates was sharing was that that one of the things that made a big difference for him was that early in his career or when he was still in education maybe he um he basically was kind of a i'm going to leave it till the night before to get it done right i'm just going to pull an all-nighter and get it done and one of the early recollection the early recognitions that he came to was that that just wasn't good enough and that he started then to to be more deliberate to have more of a long-term focus to do the kinds of things we're talking about today and the things specifically that you just mentioned you know chucking things up and and uh, that sort of thing so yeah i think um 
I think that's that's important. The other thing, and I'll, let me get really granular and micro here because I loved your idea of the the question mark. Something else that I started doing many many years ago um, was keeping track of potential commitments in my calendar, and I use the same sort of mechanism, right? So I've said to the client, "Hey, I could meet you for an hour on this day at this time, this day at this time, this day at this time." I put all three of those in my calendar with question marks next to them, and I also um, uh, will in- indicate in each one of those calendar entries, what three days I've proposed, simply so that after they confirm one of the three, it makes it very easy for me to go back and say, okay, well, I proposed the 12th, the 13th, and the 19th. I can go back to those other two days, quickly get a hold of them and delete them, and then just remove the question mark from the 12th if that's the date they've confirmed. So um, again, you know, talking tips and tricks, talking, you know, little little, um, little tech hacks, that's maybe something else to consider is, is, and and at the time, I have to say, this was many, many years ago, but at the time, that was a hugely big deal because I was, you know, sort of sending these proposed things out into the world and just sort of trusting somehow that they were going to, you know, that they were going to be uh, handled properly. So, and and of course, in technology these days, those kinds of things are handled uh can be automated, right? In terms of sending proposals for meetings, then people can then reply to them and accept them, et cetera. But um uh, yeah, that that uh, that sort of uh, little hack has made a big difference to me over time. That's a great one. Mm. Yeah, that's a great tip. It, it occurs to me as you t- as you mentioned, you know, Bill Gates and the eleventh hour that time based planning for me anyway really helps me manage the reality of variable energy, variable focus over time. You know, I think about the eleventh hour stuff I did and. You know, I, I was able to pull it out of the bag and do eleventh hour kind of stuff uh, at uni, right? And and what the the difference there is the kind of in my in my twenties, you know, I could very easily tank up on coffee and pull on all nighter, and my energy or my ability to to do that kind of thing was relatively consistent. I could pull it out of the bag at the last minute, and then of course recover <laughs> there <laughs> thereafter from from having done that. Um, later on in, in a, a kind of more more mature lifestyle that that involves really needing to to take care of my my energy as it varies and also meet lots of different demands in ways that I don't have the luxury of just you know sleeping in late the next day necessarily uh, means that effective calendar management for me really is being kind to my future self in recognition that. Um, I'm not always, you know, gonna gonna be at my best. I'm not always gonna be at my worst either. And that, you know, front loading things, really thinking through in advance of kind of where where I'm gonna need to be, what I'm gonna need to see. Um, constantly looking forward. The other big thing about utilizing the calendar well is actually looking at it, right? Out of sight, out of mind, just never works. But looking forward, anticipating. Being able to actually pace myself, for example, and say, okay, you know, this big thing is coming up, this big seminar or whatever, I need to get to bed at a certain time, I need to, you know, manage different factors throughout the day, using the calendar short term and long term to navigate the fact that, um, that, you know, circumstances are going to change and internally and externally. You know, and I need to be able to respond to that. I need time and lead time to be able to respond to that and prepare for that stuff effectively. Yeah, you know, I think as you're talking about it, it's it's one of the things, and it's, I think once it becomes such a part of the way that you work that for a lot of people, it it's, it maybe just is sort of built in now and they don't have to be reminded about it. But that sort of forward review that you're talking about in your calendar, um, you know, we recommend um, 
just generally that is part of a weekly review. So once a week, one of the things that you'll do as part of that review is look forward in your calendar with an eye toward finding the kinds of things that you've mentioned, right? So what are the, what are the commitments that are coming at me in time, right? And am I prepared? And if I'm not, what do I need to be doing in order to get prepared? Um, the other thing we recommend is having a look back in your calendar, right? For maybe a couple of weeks, um, every week. And the, and the idea there is you're just looking for, um, we're, we're on the hunt always in these kinds of reviews, I think, for for uncaptured open loops, right? Is there something that happened in the past uh, in, you know, in the last couple of weeks that I've been doing meetings or whatever I've been doing, where there was a follow-up that I needed to do or someone else needed to do for me or whatever that I don't have registered in my system, okay? And and so the the backward look through your calendar in the same sort of way can be a way that you um, that, that'll help you to identify those kinds of open loops and then you can you know make decisions about what needs to happen next is there do you need to create a new entry in your system about a waiting for because somebody you know send said they'd send you something maybe there was a, a meeting that you had scheduled that got that uh, you know they canceled at the last minute okay well maybe I need to drop an email to everybody and see when we can reschedule you know those kinds of things so yeah I mean again practically What's in your calendar is one thing and very important. How you interact with your calendar is another thing and also, I think, very important. So how, how do you review it? We're, um, we're getting pretty close to the end of our time, Robert. Do you have any, um, any sort of top tips, right, you know, for people who are, who are, you know, at the beginning of the year here, they're, they're thinking to themselves, well, I'm, I'm interested in refining my systems. I'm interested in making some, some changes to the way that I work. Anything, uh, how would you boil down your, uh, your advice to them? Well, it's a, it's in some ways a big topic. And I hope the first thing that people take away from all of this is that, that we're not anti-calendar in the GTD model. Very much the calendar is an important part of your trusted system. And there are appropriate and optimal ways to use it. So I think one of the big things to be attuned to is, you know, am I appropriately representing those things I really need to see in my calendar? And part of that is, am I appropriately rep not only representing, but engaging with my lists so that I have two options, the truly time-specific and also the do as soon as appropriate. Uh, lists, right? Which are the which are just generally the flat lists that don't have a time as, uh, ascribed to them. So I think you need to look at your calendar in context as a GTDer with this other this other important part of your system, and just really see: Am I using both? Am I actually all three? Am I using my projects lists, my next action lists, and my calendar in concert in a way that works for me? And if I feel like I'm over relying on my calendar, which is generally what people, what we experience with with people, as we've discussed, um, are there ways in which I can make better uh, choices or create better habits in relation to my asynchronous lists, my do as do when appropriate lists, uh, so that all three of those guys are really working in concert with me effectively? And the best place to do that, of course, is in the weekly review when you're thinking at that meta level about about how your system works. Yeah, Todd. What do you think? What did I miss? No, no, I didn't think you missed you missed anything. I was just thinking that you know it it is, in some ways, I think it is a it is a very important part of the journey that a lot of people go on as they're getting involved in, in this methodology and how it might help them. And that's thinking about uh, what are the elements of an organizational system that I need and that would be most helpful to me. And I think being open to the possibility that. 
you know, I I might not be using my calendar in the most effective way um, is is a big thing, and 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 therefore the information, some of the information that I'm currently storing in my calendar, really would more helpfully live somewhere else in my system, and then being able to um, figure out what that information is, where else it's going to go, and very importantly, making sure that I'm engaging with that new location, it's a different list or whatever it is, in such a way that I don't feel like um, I'm missing anything. So in other words, I end up trusting that list as much as I trust my calendar to remind me about the things that I want to be reminded about. I think that's, I think that's pretty common. You know, this kind of people expand their thinking about, about what, what a good organizational system looks like, what kinds of elements that it has and how it can best be configured to support them. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's important. Well, thank you all for being for being with us today on this Change Your Game for GTD podcast. As always, uh, please do be in touch. Uh, it's the new year. Some of you are going to be thinking about, um, you know, how do you how do you refine your ways of working? How do you make um, how do you make this year um, even more successful than last year? I know a lot of us have had a very tough 2020, and we're here to help you as far as we can in terms of uh, making 2021 um, uh, more stress free, more friction-free and more successful. Uh, please do be in touch. Let us know, as, as we always say, we love to take requests. If there are any topics that you think that we can be um, that we can be helpful by discussing, we'd be very happy to do that. But for now, um, um, for me and for Robert, thank you. Be well, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>